podcast. My name is Carl and I'm here to talk to you guys about anxiety, my experiences with anxiety and mental health and music. Now in today's episode I'm going to be talking about anxiety and the workplace and how how the two combine, how they uh, affect one another um, and some of my experiences over the years and I'm sure a lot of people will have experienced similar um, it's always been quite a difficult subject to bring up uh, with a, a, an employer or, 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 or even a colleague that you're working with. It can be quite tough. Um, so I want to start by talking about when I first started working. I was about 17, 18 at the time. Um, and obviously I'd been diagnosed with anxiety, GAD. And I remember... Throughout the, the, the early stages of my life, I say the early stages when I was diagnosed, sort of around my early, sort of late teens, late teens, early 20s, whenever I would have a job interview, or if I had a job interview, I was always, I didn't want to tell my employer that I had an anxiety disorder. I mean, you automatically think that it's going to affect your chances of getting that job. And um, I feel Back then, I say back then like it was a long time ago, um, so this was sort of 14 years ago, I think less was known about it and, and less was understood about it than, than possibly there is today with, with people and, and employers. So I, 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 I never used to mention it if I had a job interview, I never used to mention to people, I have an anxiety disorder, one because I didn't want it to affect my chances of getting the job, which I thought it would because you go into a job interview at the end of the day to try and impress and to try and sell yourself. Um, and you don't want to to throw anything out there that could hamper that chance of, of getting that job, um, even though it shouldn't, because it's it's not something that you can help um, if, you've been, if you've been diagnosed with it or it's just part of you. It's not something that you can just go away like that. Um, but I never used to tell, never used to tell them. And, and also just because I thought that even if you did tell them, I just thought that they wouldn't believe me and they wouldn't really understand what it was because one thing that, that another, with anxiety is I, I feel some people, maybe not, not just employers, but some people fail to, to sort of believe it's real because it's not like something that you can physically see. Like, for example, if you've got a broken arm or if you've got, I don't know, a massive cut on your head, those things you can physically see those with anxiety you can't see it it's it's because it's it's more psychological i suppose it's it's inside um people would would not believe you and i've had it with 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 um with employers in the past who didn't really understand i'm not going to name names but they didn't really understand they thought i was just basically lying or they thought i was just sort of calling in sick or fobbing them off or i didn't want to come in so there were times when obviously i hadn't told a company that, that or, or a person that I was working for that had anxiety until a later stage and it would often yeah it, it would often play on my mind quite a lot um because you're living with this 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 animal I say this animal if you can compare it to that you're living with this thing inside of you you're just sort of wondering when it's gonna show it ugly or I say rear its ugly head as such and there's been times at work I've, I've had to run out of work with really bad panic attacks or um, I've had to literally just disappear or 
and, and, and I found it really difficult to have that conversation with an employer. Um, so I worked for, when I was younger, I worked for Arsenal Football Club for a number of years. So about six years. Was, this was in my early to late, I was thinking I was about 18 when I started there. And obviously I'm a massive Arsenal fan as well, which helps. <laughs> so I remember, I remember working then and the job was great. I loved it because obviously I loved, I loved the football club. I loved doing what was involved in football, involved in sport. But I eventually had to leave that job because of my anxiety, because it, it, it was at a stage where it was it was really bad and I was struggling to cope with it. And I remember being at work one day having an anxiety attack and I, I didn't even tell anyone. I literally just had to quickly find the quickest way out of the building. I had to get out of there. I had to just literally get out of there at all costs. So I just dumped my jacket on the floor. Nobody knew what I was doing. I just disappeared and I didn't tell anyone. And obviously, you, you look at that from an employer's perspective, it doesn't look good. It looks like you've just you've done a runner, basically, and you've just given up or you have in the middle of your job. You, you can't do that. But there was a lot more going on that people didn't know about. Um, and it wasn't really until... I'm just trying to think who, who was the first person. I, I, I remember working for... Um, this was probably because I had a friend working there, actually. Uh, one of my good friends, Beth. I remember working for Anne Summers for a couple of years. And I explained... To Beth, this was a lot later, this was, I was about 25. And I actually explained to Beth that I had something going on. And I think because she was a friend, she understood uh, and she was very understanding of it. And, and it was really helpful. But just like, like, I think if you're going into a, a job now in this day and age in 2021, whereas I was going into jobs in 1999, <clears throat> sorry, 1999, the early 2000s, 2003, 2004, whatever. I think you've got more of a chance now of having someone understand it. I would, I would just bring it up straight away now. I wouldn't do it back then. But I don't know whether that's because I feel more comfortable talking about it now or if there's... Well, there genuinely is. There definitely is. There's definitely more of an understanding now of mental health issues and, and, and anxiety and depression. And it's extremely common. I mean, I... Um, People, people probably look at me and think, now well, now I, I work as a DJ, that's what I do full-time. I've been doing it full-time for five, six years now. I was part-time before that. And people probably look at me and think, oh, your life looks great. Like, you, I mean, how do you, you don't look like you've got anxiety. How do you, how do you cope with anxiety when you're DJing? Because you're performing in front of a lot of people all the time. And man, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I I feel incredibly anxious before every gig, like for every gig, and, and it's only because I've learned to deal with it and learned to manage it that I'm able to get through gigs um, fine now. And music has always been a distraction for me as well, and it helps me get lost and immersed in in it. And and once I'm immersed in something like that, it takes my mind off the anxious thoughts. It takes my mind away from anything else. So I'm fully involved in that and. I'm forever grateful for what I do for a living. It's, it's great, but it doesn't make me or any, um, anyone else in the music industry, for example, immune to, to, to mental health problems. I mean, it may look all glitz and glam in the photos and stuff and online, but I guarantee you that inside that person's head, there's a different story going on, trust me. Um, and like I said before, it's one of sleepless nights, one of questioning how good you are, one of overthinking, um, one of maybe drinking too much or, or smoking or and it's particularly difficult in this industry now that I'm in the music industry because 
musicians and, and DJs alike, we pride ourselves on our reliability. And if that anxiety is so great that it can physically stop you from doing the most trivial things, then it, it, it like leaving the house, for example, then it's going to be really difficult to, for you to sometimes do a gig. And if you then, where it then leads to you pulling out of a gig, that makes you worry about tarnishing your reputation, which then leads to you worrying about money. And then it just goes round and round and round. And it's, um, it's difficult. It's, it's very difficult. I mean, I've had, I'm thankful that I've had a lot of good opportunities with DJing, but I've also missed out on a lot of, lot of opportunities and a lot of things that could I could have done because of my anxiety it's definitely stopped me from doing certain things I wouldn't say it stopped me from progressing because I have progressed extremely extremely well in what I do I think um obviously up until the end of what they say to the end of the, the 2020 coming up now with COVID that's a different story um <clears throat> but I remember story I can, I can tell you stories now of um I was once refused a gig or I, I was I was basically on a New Year's Eve gig and once the employer found out that I had an anxiety problem he, he took me off the gig because he thought I was going to be unreliable just because we had an anxiety or say we or my other performers just because we have an anxiety issue that does not make us unreliable I think I'm extremely good at what I do I'm very reliable I'm very um organized is key in this in this industry as well and i'll always go out and do a good job i'll give it 110 percent. absolutely i think it's unfair to be judged on a condition that you have um without being given a chance to be honest I, I just don't think that that's that's fair and unfortunately there are people that do that i'm not just saying it's just the music industry there's probably other employers that that might do that um i've <laughs> I remember I was booked to play in the south of France, um, a stint of like three or four weddings in the south of France. This was about four years ago now, five years ago maybe. Um, and the day before, or the day or two days before I was due to play, I had to pull out because of my anxiety. And I missed out on on, on going to DJ in the south of France, um, doing a number of weddings, purely because I couldn't get on the plane. And I physically couldn't do it. And then having to explain that to to an employer at the time, is, again, was tough. Some people do understand it, some people don't understand it. And that's another reason why I'm, I'm doing this is because I want to make those people that, if they perhaps don't understand it, I want to make them understand it a bit more and, and realize that that person's, it's not that person's fault that they have an anxiety disorder. It's just give them a chance, just just talk to them and, and listen to what they have to say if, if they're willing to open up to you about it. So just to touch on DJing and anxiety and how the two go together for me. Um, do I get anxious when I DJ? Yes, there are times, certain gigs, I'll get more anxious than others. Uh, that's why it's key for me to make sure that I'm always very, very well prepared and I've prepared everything in advance. I always plan days, weeks, months in advance for certain gigs and that helps me manage my anxiety as I say the more prepared you are the less you have to worry about so preparation is key does it affect my performance my anxiety absolutely not doesn't affect me from performing to the best of my ability because I'm as I said I'm lucky enough to be at a stage now where I'm able to manage it and I'm able to to get on top of it and when I DJ 
my anxiety is the last thing that's on my mind once I get into it. I mean, if, if I am anxious when it, when it comes to DJing, it's more the build-up to the gig. It's more the day before the gig. Uh, it's sort of the anticipation of, of it. Uh, but then you sort of, when, once you get there and you're set up and you're ready to go and you think to yourself, this is my bread and butter. I've done, I've done this hundreds, thousands of times. So once I'm there and I'm ready to go, I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm spot on. I'm fine. I'm ready to just get, go out there and, and, and give it my all. And that is important. If you have something in your life that you love, that you, that you can immerse yourself in, it's a great, it's a great way of, of distracting yourself and, and, and taking your mind off of thinking and wandering and, 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 and um, getting caught up in, in, in a lot of negativity and a lot of anxious thoughts and, and, and things that can lead to anxiety. So not only was DJing, uh, not only is it an escape for me, or it started off as an escape, it, it, it's also a passion and it's something that I've been able to turn in from a hobby into a job, which is, which is great. Uh, and as long as I've got that in my life, I, I'll be forever grateful and forever happy. And I think it's important to believe what people tell you and to listen to the feedback that you get. Like I said, I touched on this before in, in the previous, I think it was the previous episode when I, I used to say, I've done hundreds of gigs, that probably, th I don't even know, thousands maybe, I, I'm not sure how many I've done in my lifetime. But every single time I would get glowing feedback and you'd always pick apart that one little mistake that you might make in the night that no one else has, has, has recognised. But please, please, do yourself a favor and believe how good you are and believe that you are great at what you do. You put a lot of time and effort into what you do, whether you be a singer, whether you be a, a, um, a guitarist, whether you be a DJ, not even just music, just whatever you do in life. If you put the time and the work in and you're getting great feedback, great, and you're getting constantly booked for, for certain events, gigs, whatever you do, you must be doing something right. You're definitely doing something right. So believe what people are telling you and believe that you are good that you are good at what you do don't don't doubt yourself which is easy to do and I, I i do doubt myself i have doubted myself a lot and i still do but that i know that is my anxious mind talking um and deep down as i've gotten older and as i've done more gigs um and, and more positive feedback and stuff has come in you do start to believe it more and even if you do get the odd employer that's not willing to give you a chance because of your anxiety. And that may happen. It probably will happen at some stage. One, that person is, is not a very nice person and they don't deserve your time anyway. But two, if you keep being excellent at what you do, that will not go unnoticed and you will attract the right kinds of people and you will meet loads of good people, people who are worth working for. And then you'll forget about all those insignificant people that didn't want to give you a chance. So. It's important to not let the, the small fish in the pond bother you uh, and just keep doing what you're doing. And if I'm able to manage it and get on top of it and, and have a successful career from it, then there's no reason why everybody can't do that. So it, it's just important to, to, to realise that you can have a successful career and you can live a normal life with anxiety. You absolutely can. So yeah, it has been it has been tough, and luckily for me, I've met some good people along the way who have been understanding. Um, especially in the music industry, you do meet good people. You do meet people that know that you're good at what you do, 
um, and I don't have to hide anything from those people. And I don't have to fear that by telling them I'm going to lose work because they know that I'm good at what I do and they know that I'll always go out there and do a good job and I have this under control and I can manage it. So I definitely think it, if I was to give people some advice, if you're, if you're going into new employment, whether it be this year or next year um, or in the future now, I think that 100% it's, it's much easier now to tell an employer than 10, 15 years ago because I think a lot more people a lot more employers have a better understanding of it now or, or the topic of mental health is more discussed now than it was back then, which is, I mean, it's only, it's only going to be a positive thing and it gives people more of a chance um, and you don't need to feel lost or worried that you're not going to get that job because of this, because of this um, and the way that you feel. Um, one thing that I feel a little bit talking about this, I wouldn't say ashamed of, but I do feel a little bit disappointed about is that Personally as well, I do feel that you, a lot of, not necessarily, I don't want to say just celebrities, but there are some people out there who seem to be jumping on what I would call the mental health bandwagon, which I I, I think that they use it for the, well, they, I say they use it, that's what they're doing, they're using it for attention, they're using it for publicity when they're not really suffering in the way that a lot of people are suffering, um, like genuinely in, in, in real despair and, and disarray as to what to do, which is wrong. If you're using it for those kind of reasons, it's wrong. Um, and I've, that's for me, again, that's just a sign of, of the times that we live in with, with social media rife and, and whatnot. Um, again, we'll talk about that in, in another episode. I've got a lot, of, a lot of thoughts and views on that, believe me. Um, but going back to, to the work side of it, um, being a full-time DJ, when COVID hit, that was another shock to the system. So... 2020 was lined up to be one of my, if not my busiest year to date. Uh, I, I just sort of taking a, I've just sort of started taking a, a, a dip into sort of doing gigs abroad. So I, I've done gigs abroad before, sort of two, three years ago. The odd one, you might get two or three, four a year. Last year, I, I think I was scheduled to do sort of 10, 15. So it was gradually picking up and it was looking good. And then obviously COVID hit um, and gradually my work started getting cancelled and started getting postponed and then the uncertainty creeps in and you're sort of thinking to yourself, well, what's happening now? What, what's going on here? Because um, obviously at the, at the time, at the start of it, all, we didn't realise how serious this, this whole thing was going to be. So what had looked like and what was going to be my busiest year, my most promising year and my most enjoyable year because I get in intense enjoyment from doing what I do. I love it absolutely love it i mean of course you might get the odd gig where you're like oh a bit fed up and whatnot but everybody gets goes to work and gets fed up sometimes but luckily for me i i, I rarely experience that doing what i do because I, I i'm i'm very fortunate to do it and to have that taken away from you after sort of four or five years of doing it solidly um was was weird it was a really unusual experience and surreal and I was just I was lost I didn't really know what I was doing and what to do and again I go back to I cope better with my anxiety when I'm busy when I've got things to do when I'm I'm occupied and to have all of my gigs taken away from me and then I was just basically sitting at home so I haven't actually gigged now we sit here today and I'm recording this it's February we're in February now my last gig was March the 14th, 2020. So we're approaching a year now since my last gig. And 
if, if you'd have asked me, if you'd have told me five years ago, four years ago, when I, when I, when I, when I started doing this full time, that in 2020, you'd have gone a year without playing a gig or doing a gig from, from then till now, I would have laughed at you. I would sort of thought there's no possible way, but I mean, nobody could have been prepared for this really. Nobody ex expected it or experienced it. Um, we've not experienced anything like this before. Uh, so it was strange and I, I didn't know what to do at the time. So at the start, I just thought, okay, it's March. Okay, okay, it's fine. I'll, I'll be back to work in a couple of months, probably they were saying like May, June. So it's, it's okay, we'll just deal with it. As long as my summer gigs don't get canceled and my, my Christmas gigs don't get canceled. March, April, May, June came and we still weren't <clears throat> DJing. We still weren't at, at weddings, gigs, music venues. And it, I, I was, I was struggling. I, I was, I was, um, I wouldn't say I was super, super anxious, but I, of course, all those things I was talking to you about earlier, because this is my living. This is how I make my money. You start worrying about finances. You start worrying about your career i mean is it is it ever going to come back now you start questioning things you're hypersensitive as an anxious person you're hypersensitive to these things and you start thinking of every single worst case scenario that can happen you don't think about positivity in this in this situation you're thinking about everything that can go wrong everything that can go wrong and those old habits start creeping in even me now 15 16 years down the line of being diagnosed with this yeah you still get days where you're overthinking when something bad happens, you're pulling it to pieces. Um, and the longer it went on and the longer it does go on, even so now, I, I, I worry about it. I'm thinking, even if it does come back now, is it going to be the same? I mean, am I going to have to basically, so I, I basically built myself up from, from, from nothing, from doing, a, when I was, let's say mid twenties, doing the odd gig here and there, not paid great to now, at a stage where I've built myself up over the last four or five years, I've done hundreds of gigs. I've met a lot of good people. I, I'm I'm known as someone who's going to do a good job, and I'm getting regular. As I say, it's my full time job. I, I'm regularly doing this. It's what I do for a living. It's how I earn my money. To have that all taken away from you, you, you start wondering, well, am I now going to have to start from scratch again and work my way all the way back up to where I was? And that you, you don't want to have to do that because you worked hard. A lot of people have worked extremely hard to get to where they are. Um, and you just, it's the uncertainty, which is the killer at the moment. You just don't know one, when we're going to be back two the state of the industry, when we do go back, because a lot of places have now had to close. A lot of venues have closed. A lot of couples have had to reschedule their weddings, not once, but twice. And it got to, so from March, I didn't work from March to September. And I was just obviously in hope that we were going to be back. We were going to be back every sort of week. You're hoping we're going to be back. But once I found out that my Christmas gigs in December 2020, because Christmas time is arguably the busiest time of the year for, for any DJ, any corporate event or, or wedding, you know, I mean, DJs, a lot of corporate events happen at, at Christmas. People have their office parties, but they all got cancelled. No one was in the office. So you're losing out a massive chunk of work and a massive portion of your income there. I had no choice but to get to get another job. And I deliver parcels now for, for Argos. I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm happy to to go out. And, if I have to go out and graft, I have to go out and graft. I mean, what what else? What other situation? What other what what else can I do in this situation? There's there's not a lot else I can do. I mean, I could I could choose to sit around and and let my anxiety take a hold again of me, or I can choose to go out and and work.
albeit not for the same money as before. I mean, of course, you're not going to earn what you earn DJing, but something's better than nothing. And and not only does it give you a little bit of money, which is obviously helpful, it also, the most important thing is it gives you a routine again. And it gives you a bit of freedom. I mean, yeah, of course, it's not the greatest job in the world, but I'm out in the, I'm out in the, in, in the van. I'm out. I've got a routine. My mind's occupied. I'm doing what I'm doing. And when I'm there, I'm going to give it 110%. Of course I am. Like I said, I'm not afraid to go out and do 40 hours a week if I have to. If I've got to go out and graft for, for, for myself, for my, my family, my household, whatever, I, I'll go and do it. So, I mean, if I can give advice to people in this industry, if, if, you're, if you're struggling at the moment, uh, just not knowing, it, 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 that is what it is. It's the not knowing when we're going to be back. It's the, the severe uncertainty of it all. I would just try and look for another job. I mean, I say try and look for another job. Just try and find some routine in your life um, and keep yourself busy and occupied. And, and I know the longer this goes on, it's it's extremely difficult to stay positive. And I get days when I wake up and I'm just like, here we go again. Same thing. It's been, it's been the same thing for the last nine months, but you can you can, you can can get through it. Trust me, you can. And um, to be honest, having having some form of John, a job, <laughs> some form of job, has uh, has been a, has been a godsend to be honest with you. It, it's kept me occupied and it's kept me busy, so I'm thankful to have something. A lot of people have nothing at the moment, so something is better than nothing, and something like that is a good tool at helping us manage with our with our anxiety. So I hope that's helped a little bit cover uh, the workplace, how anxiety can affect your work and and, and jobs and stuff. But please, please stay positive. Please talk to your friends, just check in on them, see how they're doing. If you know, you might know someone who's lost their job because of COVID, just see how they're doing. Um, even if it's a phone call, Skype call, Zoom call, just check on them because it can be tough right now. But we will get through this together and I'll speak to you guys again very soon. Thank you for listening. Yeah.